Life After the Fight is a show that speaks to everyday issues pertaining to our mind, body, and soul. We will address topics ranging from mental health, self-care, fatherhood, family, relationships, and more. Our goal is to encourage listeners to keep fighting through the obstacles, challenges, and struggles. The focal point is simple. Seek a fresh perspective, become teachable, and improve your overall health and wellness. If you're craving more growth and development, this podcast is for you. Well, Rex, good to be back, man. Yes. All the things that are going on right now in the world, this seems like a safe space for all you young people who are listening to us right now. Safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything new going on with you? You know, I can't really say anything new other than um, I'm just excited to be closer to the end of the year. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like 2024 is going to be uh, a phenomenal year. Um, the reason being is because this year didn't start off as good as I thought, but as it started to phase out the end of the summer into now, things are pretty much you know looking up as it relates to just everything, just health, wellness, family, um, just just everything, man. Even even my spiritual acumen, like. I'm I'm able to really digest okay. what <clears throat> is actually happening in this world and understanding that there's no need to worry, there's no need to panic, there's no need to be concerned as long as I know where my source of strength is coming from. Good, good. Well, I'm gonna say since you opened up it, not a can of worms, but since you opened it up, <laughs> uh, inquiring minds, I'm sure listening and want to know. What about the beginning of the year did not go to plan that you were looking for? Well, I try to not make it solely on what I plan, but I call it preparation. Okay. Um, preparation, because I always have said to myself in the last three to four years, if I focus more on God's will and less of my plan, then there won't be no disappointments. Okay. Because I know that if my plan and his will don't line up, then it's not going to work. So what I've been doing is just really preparing for what my you know prayers and desires have been. And I can honestly say that one of the things that God taught me earlier this year is patience attached to faith okay. and being able to stand in it and learn from it, which Good. means the preparation <clears throat> is in the waiting. Gotcha. And so as I'm waiting, as I'm preparing, I'm waiting for God to release or reveal what's next. And he's revealed it over the last month, month and a half, and nice. things are opening up. And so what I want to just kind of tell people is that sometimes when you are in a wilderness, okay. if you are in a situation where it seems like everything is pretty much stopped and okay. shut down, it doesn't mean that game is over. Gotcha. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that you lost your chance. What it means is this is an opportunity for you to work on yourself and get better at what you're doing because things are working through the pipeline. Gotcha. And if you are a believer in God, you know that nothing works on our time. Right. It works on his time because he's the author of time. And so that waiting period, man, I'm not going to lie. 
it was a struggle at first because it was unfamiliar as far as the different types of struggles. But I embraced the struggle by not looking ahead, but just looking and focusing on right now. Okay. And so when I focus on right now, I said, okay, what can I actually do better to end this day so I can be prepared for the next? Okay. So as I started to duplicate that, God started to show me more of what it means to be available, but also to be prepared. So when the time comes for God to roll out whatever his plan is for me, I will, I will be able to flow right into it. Instead of just sitting there being depressed or wondering why isn't it my turn? No, nah, it had nothing to do with my turn. It's about everybody has a different course. You yeah. know, everybody everybody has a different destiny. And so I can only say right now things are looking up to the point where God is blowing my mind. Because I'm gonna just share this right now. Sure. I have, a, I have a new client <clears throat> who I met at this conference that I spoke um, spoke at um, last month. And um, during this conference, we were talking about health, wellness, and fitness. So I did two sessions. And one of the gentlemen that I met, uh, he basically had a prostate condition that his doctor said that, you know, if he didn't get a handle on it, they would have to do some surgery. And so when he told me that his grandfather and father both died of prostate cancer, mm -hmm. I said to him, I said, so what does that mean to you as it relates to your overall wellness? I said, because if the doctors already told you what needs to happen and they'll check back with you within eight months, but they've given you an assignment as far as how to take care of your body. So when you come back, at least your process was better. How urgent is it? Because he came to me after my session. He said, man, you helped me. You blessed me. I really need help. I said, can you help me with my process? I said, give me a call. So this gentleman literally called me two or three days after okay. the conference. Okay. And we talked and now he's one of my clients where I'm actually you know, doing personal training and preparing meals for him. And he's already basically said within the first week that his prostate has gotten better. Just okay. from his overall health. You already know how, how prostate work. Of course. You know, if you don't take care of them, you can't control certain things like, you know, your urine and, and you know, getting up in the middle of the night, et cetera. And then it's just, and it's draining. But right now he has more energy and he's able to sleep throughout the night. And so in addition to that, it's like more and more clients came out of that, out of that, out of that conference. And so I said, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. You wanted me to prepare. I was prepared. So once <clears> I did this conference, now everything has been opening up where people are needing help in areas that I actually have experience in, that I actually know about because I've been through it. So that's why I said everything is, is looking up to the point where I'm helping people in areas where they don't have too much time to play with their health. They either need to get on it and do something about it, or they'll have some serious adverse consequences. So, you know, it's 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 been a it's been an interesting year. Is he an older gentleman or younger? Yeah, he's he's like early sixties. Okay, early sixties. But you know, he's good spirit. You know, good brother. But you know, like I said, he told me he said, "Man, I don't want to be like my father and grandfather. I want to do." I said, well, that's the attitude. And so ever since, it's been almost three weeks now that we've been working together. Good. And he's been very receptive, and he's seeing a difference and a progress. And I just, I, I, I get a lot of joy when people take serious their health and actually want it to the point of asking for the help and then following it versus being, you know, difficult and argumentative right, and right. things of that nature. Because you know how us, man, we get to a certain age where, we get stubborn and don't want to listen and 
you know, we know everything. Yeah, I think we know everything. Yeah. But for him to really be able to just say, "Hey, I'm gonna leave it up to you. You're the professional. I need your help." He's been doing. He's been doing good. Good, 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 good. So, what are we talking about tonight? Wow. Well, something that, and the reason why I came up with this topic because I've had a couple of people who listen to the show ask me this. Like, I think five or six different people asked me this in the last month, and they said, "Why don't you address?" the topic that deals with co-parenting. Okay. And so the topic is, can co- can co-parents be friends? <clears throat> and the reason why I chose that topic is because just from some consensus of talking to different people, the co-parenting world is a very challenging one. Okay. Because one of the biggest challenges that I've been hearing as of late, and I'm sure the audience could relate to this, is when... Both parents or both either husband and wife or boyfriend and girl, whoever you want to call it, happen to, you know, separate and go their separate ways. The first one of those two ends up moving on with somebody else and then getting remarried. And so what happens is what's been happening is that the person who gets remarried puts more investment and more stock in the new family and less in the older family. Gotcha. Which means the, the 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 kids presently from the previous relationship are now put on the back burner, and now the new relationship and takes the new precedence. kids takes precedence. <laughs> and so and so, what's been happening is the mothers have been left wondering why they're not able to be able to get the help and assistance that they were getting. You know, so that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, was there a question in there for me to want to address on that? Well, I do. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do have okay. a question because, um, and this question has to do with the friends part. Okay. Because you and I both know that when it comes to business and personal, it's right. a fine line. Of course. And when it comes to family, and it comes to be, and, and it has to do with. Uh, responsibilities. The question I have for you is, is that why do you think it's so difficult for co-parents to either remain friends or remain civil after they moved on and recommitted themselves with other people? Excuse me, that's a good question. And I thought about that a little bit on my way into the studio tonight to talk about this with you. What comes to my mind first and foremost is the genesis of the relationship. How do we establish this relationship? Do yeah. we come into it as friends? Do we come into it as lustful individuals who happen to get together and made a child? And then I guess you could say put the horde, put the buggy before the horse and decided, okay, well, now that we end this thing, let's try to figure out some kind of way to be civil <laughs> with each other. Yes. So, you know, that's 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 kind of how I, I viewed that, because if you if you come into the situation as friends, then yeah, I don't see there's any reason at all why uh, co-parents can't be friends. And even in their new relationships, explain to the new people that they're with that, hey, you know, because of what we because of the. Uh, offspring that came from the relationship that we uh, went into, 
that relationship didn't work. However, this is a re the residual effect of it. And so we got to be responsible for that because that wasn't uh, the individual that we created didn't ask to be here. So we have to be responsible to and for that individual who's here now. And with that, uh, I don't necessarily say you have to be friends, but I think it's of paramount importance that you're at least friendly with each other. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And for the audience, uh, the reason I put Lee in the back of it, the L-Y, because uh, I'm not sure what you guys would define as friend, but you know, in my world, friend is a very important uh, character in my world. Now, I'm not saying that the parents have to be very close and hang out with each other and do things together, but at least have the uh, semblance of getting along for the sake of the child or children that are involved and make sure that the people that they're currently with understand the importance of that mm -hmm. and, and know that the reason, that there had to be a reason for you to come together to begin with. So try as much as the effort may be there to not remember, try as you might to remember why you even came together to begin with in the first place. Yes. And be civil to one another because you're, you both have a common goal to make sure that that offspring ends up in a great place. Regardless of how you feel about one another, always keep the child or children top of mind at all times. So I think that they don't have to be friends, but I think that they should be friendly with each other, meaning cordial, civil, respectful, and responsible, not just to each other, but to the to the to the child or to the children. Yes. So yes. that would, that would be my thoughts on that. Yes, and, and I have another question for you too, because because sure. this this is what a lot of the the women have basically said or have asked as it relates to um, why. And it's always why do men? Why do men? And I'm saying this. I'm speaking for the ladies because you know a lot of women have come to me. And have asked why, why have women or why do men do this? So this is the question I have for you. Sure. Why is it that men have the tendency of stop communicating with the child's mother once they get a new woman into their lives, as it relates to the child? Hey, Ricky. Yeah, I appreciate you asking me that question. That's actually a really wow. That's a not a tough question as an answer. I'm just trying to figure out which angle to come at that with because... Uh, and this is just before you answer it. Sure. These are really honest questions that a lot of women, mothers, really have because oh, well, they, they think they've done something or they think they're being punished or they think that now that I'm no longer with you, I don't owe you anything and now i'm going to live my life and that's what that's how they're being made to feel so i want the audience to hear from a male's perspective why do you think men in general respond and act like that once the relationship is over well and this is just purely my opinion i think that some men respond in that way and i'm going to go two routes i'm going to go if he's if he's still single then he probably was lacking communication skills to begin with. I agree. I agree. Now, if he is not single and with someone, 
then, you know, men forgive me for saying this, but I'm going to say that you were just too weak to stand up to the new woman you were with. I and explain to her yeah. that, look, I have certain responsibilities and obligations that I need to adhere to regardless of how you feel about it because this was something that happened before you and you're going to have to understand and respect this or we have to have a conversation about our relationship going forward and how it's going to flourish because I'm not going to neglect or or, or or deflect away anything from previous responsibilities that I've incurred. Yes. So those are the two routes that I would go. You know, for the women, don't take it personally. I would just say, since you're mature enough to understand that this is going on, then take the first step in the communication process and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm thinking this way. Please tell me, am I correct in what I'm perceiving is what's going on? That's and good. hopefully that man will have enough wherewithal in himself to say, oh, wow, I'm glad you brought that up because this is what I was thinking. This is what I was feeling. And now the door is open for you guys to have, hopefully, an honest dialogue with one another. And Here's the thing that I, 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 I heard something recently a guy said, you know, a lot of times communication is there, but agreements have not been established. established. So you can communicate to me what you think and feel, and I can communicate to you what, you, what, what, what I think and feel, but until we agree on something, nothing has been accomplished. Yes. So yes. when you come to me, come to me with the things that you... As I'm, I'm speaking to the women, if you have something that you need to get from me, mm -hmm. state your case. I'll state my case, and then hopefully yeah. we'll come to some sort of harmonious agreement where it works for the both of us. Now, neither one of us is always going to get exactly what we want, but because hopefully we're two responsible people, I'm, 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 I'm emphasizing that, responsible people who want to have a good outcome. Yes. Yeah. We'll 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 get to a place where we have a happy medium with each other. Yeah. So that that's where I am with that. And, and I appreciate that, man, yeah. because and, and the reason why I wanted to ask that question for the audience because just from the feedback I've been getting, women, a lot of women are confused with the lack of communication. And I say not in, in the defense, but I say this is the reality. Men generally do not communicate effectively. Men generally do not express their feelings correctly. And a lot of men struggle with being vulnerable about their feelings. And I say to them, I said, and this is the question I asked, I said, so let me ask you this. Was this man doing the same thing or displaying the same characteristics when you were together? Most of them said, yes. I said, okay. So why would you expect anything different now that the relationship is over? I said, because what you're getting is the same thing you were getting, but because now it's under new management, you're now expecting something different. So now what you have to do is you have to take a step further and address, like you said, those issues. And by saying, hey, listen, can we talk? I just want to know if I'm wrong, if I'm right. Is it possible we can come together? And work? Like you have to just can't put it off on the man and expect him to just read your mind and figure it out, you have to be proactive and say, listen, I understand that you have, you know, your life, I have my life, but I'm struggling. I need assistance. I need help. How can we do better? 
And I always tell them, it's always about the approach. You can't come at a man with your emotions and feelings up here because he's going to shut down. He's gonna... So if you really want some positive feedback, you have to come at him in an approachable manner and you have to make sure that you ask him the right questions so you can get the right answers. As that's the first step. You have, Like you said, you have to present your claim to him so you can get what you need. And, um, and, and a couple of them tried that and they said, you know what? I tried it, it actually worked. I said, yeah, if you approach him in that certain manner and say what it is you're struggling with, then nine times out of 10, you're gonna get some kind of feedback. And if you get the kind of feedback that you wasn't expecting, or you get the kind of feedback that was not, you know, in a receptive manner, then you have to fall back and realize, okay, I'm going to have to try another approach because this approach didn't work. And then you have to be able to just be smart enough and wise enough to understand when to address certain things because it's all about timing when it comes to communication. So I want to really ask, and I have another question for you as well. Sure. What would you say to men? Okay. <clears throat> who feel like they are caught in a situation where they're taking away time from their present new either wife or girlfriend and and still not being able to satisfy responsibilities with the previous woman who he has kids with. What do you say to that man as far as being able to set the right kind of boundaries where he's taking care of business on both ends and making sure that he's staying true to his responsibilities. You know, I can actually, as you were saying that, I already had a picture in my head. I can actually actually answer that one pretty succinctly in that as long as the needs and obligations are being met yes. with your offspring and your previous love, then everything else takes less than or second precedence. And meaning yeah. this, anything outside of obligations and needs become unfulfilled desire. Mm-hmm. And if that woman just wants, and I, 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 I'll, I'll say that man to be around for more than the needs that he needs to be there and the obligations and the set uh, mandates for whatever needs to be done for that child, everything else is extra. So the woman shouldn't even expect anything because he now has a new relationship. And his new relationship, as far as man and woman go, takes precedence over what happened in the past as long as it doesn't impede on taking anything away from the child or children. Exactly. Exactly. So that woman needs to understand, hey, am I overstepping boundaries? Because now it's not about her at all. And a lot of women get confused. Like, well, you know, he doesn't he doesn't respond to me and this and that and the other. Well, he doesn't need to respond to you. He needs to be there for whatever is needed for that child or I agree. children. But your needs are at best a, a vapor or mist because mm-hmm. now you need to find a man or a woman if you choose to replace that which you lost because 
whoever that man was that was in your life, he's gone on. He's established something new with somebody else. So if it has nothing to do with the children, then don't expect him to give you much communication, time, energy, or effort because he's not required to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest challenge I see a lot of times. And not all women, but a lot of women struggle with moving on even when the the previous man or prison ratio has moved on with another woman. Um, a lot of times they struggle, and it goes both ways, men and women as well. Yeah, it goes, so it's not just yeah. So I don't want the audience to think we're just talking about women, but but what really is the struggle is being able to already try to move on, and then you're seeing the person you were with moved on first with somebody else, and so now all of a sudden Junior needs more of this and more of that because now you're trying to either get in the way or you're trying to cause a distraction and you're trying to, and a lot of people do that, you know? Oh, of course. And, and so, and so that's why I wanted to ask you that question about setting those boundaries because a lot of both men and women struggle with setting those boundaries because they're, I believe their emotions are kind of like, they, they, it's a sensitive. So again, I go back to just what you said is it, it, it has transcended the realm of yes. Junior's needs yes. and gone into your unfulfilled, your unfulfilled desires. desires. That's it. You know, yeah, and, that, and that's where you have, to, you have to be honest with that and, and take a step back and say, you know, am I being realistic? Am I being fair? And Or am I just playing out jealous and I haven't gotten over? You know, be real with yourself. Like, I'm, I'm really having a difficult time getting over this past relationship and I'm having a hard time seeing my ex happy with the new one. I'm, I'm really having a difficult time. Well, you just said something that made <laughs> that made me think this, and, and it's very uh, apropos whether it's male or female, but understand the, the conversation you're in. I won't say the argument, but understand the conversation you're in and listen for the keywords that are being said because if they say something that's outside of the realm of the children, you can, you can respectfully reply like this. Look, I appreciate what you're saying, but it sounds like a you conversation. Yes. Yes. A you conversation. It's a you conversation. Yeah, it, it, I, I shouldn't even need to be involved in this. It's a you conversation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I well be, before we before we end this topic, I, I do want to encourage the audience out there that and this is something I have done on numerous occasions. And it's very been very beneficial for me. Some people can actually move on better than others. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I agree. Some people can move on better than others. While while some struggle with just the idea of having to move on against their wishes. And so for those individuals who struggle moving on, especially when you're seeing your ex with somebody else that they've remarried and even had kids with. And you're still in that place where you don't have anybody or you're not in a relationship. The best course of action I can say to you to help you start the process of getting is get some help, get some therapy. Um, And the reason why I say that is because if you're having a difficult time by yourself trying to work it out, then that just means that you now need some help and assistance with a professional Someone who can walk you through some different techniques and exercises and really help deep down inside identify what you may be dealing with that you have not recognized. Because a lot of times people 
tend to think that they can just figure it out. And I said, I always say this, if you could figure it out, you would have done it already, you know? And so that that's one of the, that's one of the suggestions and encouragements that I have because I have referred, I would say about a dozen people to therapy in the last few years and all of them but one was able to get past it and get through it and then move on with productive relationships because they were able to deal with the most intricate part of those feelings and emotions that they didn't really see and didn't think they had and that was resentment and bitterness and really selfishness. You know, a lot of people have a hard time at owning up to that. They have a hard time dealing with that and they have a hard time moving past it. And so, you know, that's 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 just some encouragement on just being able to get some help and get some assistance with being able to get your emotions processed, you know, with someone, a professional that you feel comfortable with, that you can do your due diligence with and just really sit down and, and, and have those conversations. What, what do you what, what are your thoughts? You know, my thought on that is, you know, is I have a lot of different thoughts going on. I was going to share a personal story, but I don't think it's apropos for this right now. Um, but I'm thinking about one of the biggest things that would cause conflict there would be being alone. A lot of people dread being alone. I don't mean being lonely. That's a difference. It's a difference, yes. Being alone, standing by yourself. And I want to let you know, for those of you that are standing alone and understand that you're not lonely and that you're actually not alone because other people are in the same situation you're in, but one of the most loving relationships that you can ever have in life is with yourself. If you can understand and learn to love yourself, not only will you be happier, but you'll be more attracted to others because whether you know this or not, through your words and your actions, you teach people how to treat you. Yes, you so do. treat yourself with love, kindness, and respect, and I guarantee you'll get the exact same from the rest of the world around you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was a good sum up. Well, that was a good session, a good show, uh, Life After the Fight. We just got to continue to get better, get stronger, and just learn how to be the best version of ourselves and that's all we can do. So once again, thanks a lot, man. For hey, it's been a pleasure to be here with you again this week, and uh, thank you for bringing up such a great topic to discuss. All right. Well, enjoy. You guys take care. Until next time, life after the fight. Take care. All right.